You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. never gonna get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> All right, so this next revelation I have here was something I spotted on Twitter. And really, it's just a testament to the fandom and how ridiculous and dedicated a lot of people are to trying to get as many clues as possible. The fandom detectives are unbelievable and they have made some discoveries via Google Maps about where a scene between Villanelle and Eve is taking place in the finale. Oh, wow. So we've not covered the clips yet, but we know we've seen shots. You guys have probably seen them too. A Villanelle in gold and Eve is in her usual parka and turtleneck. <laughs> Doesn't even like she changed across the episode. But there's a shot of Villanelle standing kind of like uh, at a corner intersection thing. And then there's a shot of Eve looking like she's running with a bag. And Ultra Villanelle on Twitter has deduced that this is happening on Love Lane in London. Mm. Which outside of the irony of it, I just, the commitment. The tweet I found basically uses Google Maps to go from the place that Eve is photographed running. And they go all the way down the block or the street because there's multiple blocks here. As you can see, and then they get to where Villanelle is pictured here, more than likely. So the current school of thought from this tweet is that Eve is running to Villanelle. I'm not sure about all that, but I do like that people have gone this far <laughs> right. on Google Maps to be like, no, this is where they're standing. This is where Eve is running from. This is where she's running to. And it's happening on Love Lane. I do like that. I do like that it's happening on Love Lane. That's, this is this Calvin Klein ad that keeps coming in my head. I thought I was running away. But I was running towards you. Oh, gosh. Obsession. That's the, the heroin chic era of and, Oh, I mean, Klein. what an era is all I'll say about that. But true, true dedication. So, yeah, Villanelle and Eve will be sharing a scene on a lane referred to as love in London. And hopefully that is nothing but a good omen for what we can expect in the finale. Eve, did you like your cake? <laughs> she did not eat the cake, my dear. She did mm. not eat it. Mm. Sorry, Villanelle. But she didn't make it, so she can't take it personal. Throw it away. I had a feeling y'all was going to be super sleuths out here in these streets. They and really, did really not are. disappoint. Not one bit. I wanted to do a quick mention of something that I found interesting. And that has to do with the rating of this past episode, Beautiful Monster, on Rotten Tomatoes, which on the last I checked, it was at 58%. Fresh, or is that even fresh? I feel like that's a I failing feel like grade. That's more of a rotten. <laughs> I feel like, right? Oh, okay. So that's what the splat means. It's rotten, not fresh. So the tomato's fresh, the splat is rotten. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, what wow. I want to say. Wow. Mm. Wow. Well, what do you think about that? Um, I think that tomatoes. People, um, I found it surprising. It but, is surprising, but, but it's there. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's, it's there. people not knowing what to do with that Eve scene. I think it's people reaching their peak with Geraldine and it not being like prominent. Geraldine, it's Geraldine getting to talk with Constantine because she's driving the exposition of Constantine. Or Geraldine getting to talk with Carolyn because Geraldine is driving the exposition. Sort of like what Bear is doing when Bear talks to Jamie or Bear talks with Eve. It's like driving exposition. It's like, why? Well, these... I feel like Geraldine is a little different from Bear because Geraldine has an intrinsic emotional connection, whether it's fucked up and weird but she has that with her mother bear is arbitrary so while geraldine is expendable heavy air quotes in terms of carolyn essentially telling her go away leave me alone never Don't to do return that thing where you uh, uh breathe and no no out. i mean entirely <laughs> entirely carolyn seems to be to the point where she's like just leave the house just get out and get away from me in my life but geraldine is serving a purpose for Carolyn's development, I would have preferred that Gemma Whalen was doing something a little more fun for me as a Gemma Whalen fan, but she is serving a purpose beyond just exposition. And it has to do with Carolyn's specific development and how she's dealing with things or not dealing with things. Bear is literally just exposition. He's not there to provide any emotional insight or anything for Eve. He's just there to, to say stuff out loud that we need to hear and help her get closer to her goals, which is why I think he's different than Joe Dean. He's, he's a red shirt. 
<laughs> Geraldine, well, I do not believe Geraldine to be a red shirt. I just think she is something different than what I thought she would be, but not a red shirt. Bear, a red shirt. For sure. He can die. And when he does die, I'll be like, well, we hardly knew ye, Bear, but um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. Thank you. <gasps> what if they also gave it a splat rating because Bear's uh, boxer shorts? No, I mean, I read the articles, I read the reviews, because I was curious as to why there was such a disparity with these critics, especially when they rated other episodes that I would rate lower, higher. And so from what I saw from some reviews, it actually has a lot to do with Eve and has a lot to do with the plot and the 12 overall, that other people are feeling unfinished in a way that a lot of watchers are in terms of what exactly is happening with the 12. People assume that we would have more substantial information about the 12. Really, the only substantial information we have is that Paul is in it. That's it. And so if you would ask me prior to the start of series three, I would have said we would know Kenny's killer by episode six. I really felt like they were going to get that out of the way and we were going to move to the next plot point. And they're like, no, Candace, whole season plot point no, right. is who killed I, Kenny. And I'm just like, whoa, we were there wow. all the way in the beginning. Whoa. My fear wow. was, and I remember I was like, um, do you think that this is something that's going to hang over our heads all the way until the last episode? I didn't episode. think they were, but you were right. You were right. Meh. So when you look at the breakdown, it says seven rated fresh, five rated rotten out of 12 industry critic reviews. So of those seven, I'm going to assume that at least four of them are men. <laughs> Let's see. We've got a Lisa. Okay. Fresh. We've got a Catherine. Rotten. We've got a cat. Rotten. We've got Angelica. Fresh. We have Ray Zondo. Rotten. Delia. Rotten. Amber. Fresh, Kimberly, fresh, Lacey, Rotten, Paul, fresh, Martin, fresh, Melody, fresh. So actually, you are incorrect. The men who are here are generally all fresh. The people who are displeased are women. And so that's 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 something to consider because Killing Eve's primary audience is women for right. sure. It's the so, I, so what what about Dark Eve is rubbing all these ladies the wrong way? Is it um, not being able to release their own inhibitions to? Oh no, I think you've got it wrong, my dear. Like I've said, if you've not read these reviews, it's not about not understanding Dark Eve. It's people seeing Dark Eve and saying, "Well, why didn't we get more of this?" It's oh, not right. that. No, uh, yeah, people are saying, "Oh, look what they let Sandra O oh do. Maybe." It could have been more interesting if we'd seen more of this so mm. it's not like i don't understand where this is coming from so i think that that's actually the issue that it's not an issue of like we don't like dark eve it's an issue of more people coming to the consensus of we needed more eve and oh, now that yeah. we see this darkness i wish i had more to do yeah and that was an overall sentiment that i had i want to highlight something specifically that someone wrote in an inverse article you just reminded me there was the whole campaign about where is Eve? And I'm wondering if that... You could also say that some of these writers don't even know that where's Eve is happening. If they're not interacting with Killing Eve Twitter account, oh, yeah, why yeah. would they know? Unless they read that one Mirror article that was talking about it. This is specifically people looking at plot points. We are one episode left and they're saying, well, where are we? Where do we stand? What have we learned? What did we gain? And so we gained a lot in character development, but the person who gained the least in character development in a certain kind of way is unfortunately Eve. Yeah. And so people are expressing their discontent. And while the series isn't done, I say it can only be good for Laura going in, for whoever is going to be looking at the critic stuff to be like, well, how was this season received? Of the risks we took, which of them paid well and which of them did not hit, which of them did not jive with the audience at large. And so let me find this line from this writer. It's titled, Killing Eve Season 3 is going off the rails in one weird way. And it starts off by saying, Killing Eve Season 1 was smart, sharp, and full of deadly mystery. Stars Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer had crackling chemistry that made the AMC series intoxicatingly stylish and thrilling. Filled with dark humor and twisted surprises, the cat and mouse thriller fired on all cylinders by focusing on Eve and giving us little snippets of Villanelle's exploits. Now in Season 3, Killing Eve has gone off the rails in one concerning way. It's barely about Eve at all. Killing Eve began its story with Sandra O's Eve Palastri, a maligned British intelligence agent committed to bringing criminals to justice. <laughs> no, that's, I will say that that's wrong because <laughs> nothing about Eve was committed to bringing anyone to justice. She was committed to finding murders that intrigued her and like connecting the dots. I don't think she was trying to. You know, everybody has this show they were watching that <laughs> wasn't Killing Eve. No, no, they were watching it. Like I've always said, this reveals what people think often and things about themselves because more often than not, people project 
their own biases and notions onto things. So if someone is thinking that Eve is trying to bring something to justice, maybe they're projecting what they would do or how they would be or what they assume an MI5 agent should be without looking at all the little details that say, mm, she's not tried to put a single hoe in jail, including Villanelle. So justice? What is justice? What is that? Finding someone isn't justice. <laughs> It's just finding someone. But yes, it continues. That is until she crossed paths with Villanelle, a highly skilled and psychopathic assassin. Over the course of three seasons, Eve spiraled. Her obsession with Villanelle cost the lives of her friends, destroyed her most important relationships, and left her career in ruins. As the series went on, Eve seems to have been pushed into the background of her own story. Eve's deterioration is fascinating, and the show could benefit from exploring how much her life has changed since we first met her. Instead, Killing Eve has shifted the focus away from O's character over the last two seasons. She's now playing second fiddle to both Villanelle and Carolyn, Eve's former boss and head of MI6's Russia division. Meanwhile, Killing Eve has given Villanelle a host of new characters to connect with in season three, including Dasha, the assassin who trained her, Constantine's bratty daughter, and Villanelle's estranged family. All of this has made Villanelle more interesting and complicated. Eve lost Kenny at the end of the season three premiere, and her husband Nico basically hates her guts and wants nothing to do with her. However, Eve's pain and grief are either played for laughs or barely touched on at all. What's more, Eve didn't appear in the season three episode, Are You From Pinner? So this, I'll stop there because it goes on for a little while longer. If you guys want to check it out, you can just Google Inverse and their latest article talking about killing Eve. But I just found it very interesting. That's why I like to look at different perspectives and see where people are pulling their ideas from and why they think the show was doing better or worse or whatever. And so I there were things I agreed with here. I don't know that Eve as a character can play second fiddle in her story because it, to me, she just can't. That's why it's called Killing Eve. But the sentiment of we've not given Eve enough to do or spent enough time in her neuroses right. of what she's thinking. We already know that uh, round episode six, I believe it was, I started freaking out and yelling because I was like, ah! what am I going to find out about Raymond? Because I just spent all those months, you guys, you guys know, musing and dreaming and musing and dreaming about Dark Eve. And while I'm also thrilled with all the development I have received, essentially confirming the trajectory that we were thinking, I just, as I have said, and we'll keep saying, I just wanted more. And quite frankly, I still don't know what's going on with her thoughts on Raymond versus how they might have evolved and changed or added to how she tried to crush Dasha. Like, there's no clues. I was thinking about all the people that Eve got to quote-unquote play around with to sort of match what Villanelle maybe have been given. But you can't match Eve's extras to Villanelle's extras or supporting cast. Um, you can barely uh Well, I mean, to... Villanelle has a dame. And we just saw the dame with Sandra O oh for their first scene in the bowling. And it was great. But what did we say when it was done? Why wasn't it longer? Where's more stuff? Right. Um, do we get another interaction? I was because, like, was that only four minutes? Right, right. Well, half the thing about Killing Eve is like playing opposite certain people. And so I'm just, I've said this before, you're not going to get the same vibe or the same level of artistry if you don't have a certain level of thespians all in the same scene. So when you have Sandra Oh and Carolyn in the same scene, they are turning in stuff. When you have Sandra Oh and Jody in the same scene, it's magic and so on and so forth. But one of the things I think was a detractor for this series was involving so many new people. And you did go on in the preseason snack about what are these 12 casting things? Oh my things? God. Yes, what are I these did. 19 cast members? And then we were like, what does this mean? This means less time for everybody. And this is bad. And of course, that's when our Kenny is dead. Kenny is dying. Muses started because, well, and we were correct. They didn't even waste any time. They're like, yeah. first episode is done. And so I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's interesting. I like to see why people are more or less disappointed with this season from the many perspectives, het and otherwise. But that's something that I think is like what you were saying is the, oh, are they upset about the darkie? No. They're upset that there's not more for the darkie for those people who need it. We're not the group that needs overt right. darkie stuff. We read into everything Sandra O oh does and we're like, yes, 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 more. <laughs> but there are people who are like, I didn't know she was dark until she put her foot on Dasha's <laughs> chest. I can ship it now. Yeah, because you didn't see it. I thought Eve was good on the side of God. And in my mind, I'm like, but how? But where? I but how and where and when how? you were in the candy where? store how? with blood in your hands and you was, you was buying all the candy. You left none for the babies. I remember that. A whole ass witness lost her life in episode one and Eve shed not a tear. Well, there goes that She shed not a tear for her and instead she called her 
former boss a dick swab because she had no groceries or lament for the fact that a witness was dead. So Eve Balastri has not been on the side of good or justice because, again, I ask you, what justice was she getting for MI5? She was a researcher. She was a desk writer. She looked at stuff and used her big brain to put it together. And she had made her own little tapestry, her own little chart of misandry crimes, made an altar, made to an altar of Villanelle. No, it's true. And it was discovered by Carolyn and the rest. And that's where it went. But I, there was no justice. And if you guys just think back to what she said in the first meeting she had with Carolyn, like, well, if this bitch not killing me, who am I? Who am I to care or stop a hoe? Let her do whatever she wants. Do you, Villanelle. So, yeah, that was the end of that little revelation, which is, wow, an episode we really enjoyed has a 58% fresh, which is really rotten because if something's only half fresh, it's not. It's not, it's not fresh. fresh. It is not fresh. And, well, that's interesting. It'll be curious to see how it all shakes out after the finale with culling the responses. What do the critics think? What do the fans think? And through the fans, we have two types of fans, Villeneuve, lovers and shippers, and those that aren't, they're just casual fans. They're like, well, I just... You know, I like the show. I love Fiona Shaw and the development between Constantine. Right. Big and Daddy Constantine. Edina yeah. this season has been <laughs> phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. phenomenal. Which I've enjoyed it, but. Mm. Dare I say more Edina and Constantine scenes this series than, than even, well, well, than even Jamie, than, than even Bear, than. Well, I can't speak to that because I like actual numbers. So I, I won't say that until I can actually look at the times on screen, but it's very very possible. But realistically, we haven't had that many scenes with Adina. And we've had more scenes with Jamie that in my mind, I'm like, that's probably wrong about Jamie. Because all the exposition we get for Eve is literally Jamie and Bear. So I don't know if they're actually on screen less than Adina, who has two primary scenes, maybe three. But yeah, all that stuff I'm sure will come out when the series is done. And all kinds of people are doing their analysis of what time was spent on what. That was an amazing revelation. Just got me all in my head now, just thinking about what what could be done to restore the natural order. <laughs> more Eve time. More Eve time or, you know. Balance it back out. I mean, that's what actual... it was. People feel like there's an imbalance. And to restore balance, you restore it. Restore restore the balance. That's, that's what you do. Let's put major murder back on the table. It's got to happen. That too. I, I sort of came for the murder, stayed for the sapphic. But right. <laughs> no, actually, I came for Sandra O. And the murder. And then I stayed for the sapphic. All right. So this last bit before we get to the clips has to do with. Well, uh, I can't find the reference tweets anymore of people who are talking about it because for some reason, people in this fandom are maybe messy. <laughs> messy. I, you know, I don't know enough about what goes on in fandoms in places like Twitter. Like I do my best, away. but I just am always mystified week to week how tweets I could see. I can no longer see because people are deleted or private. So what means whatever the fuck y'all were doing, something changed where you were like, oh, now this can no longer be seen by regular eyes. Thank you, guys. I just spent a half hour. All right. Trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with these tweets to be like, oh, OK, so drama, I guess. And now all of these Killing Eve stands are private for some reason or another. Great, 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 great. I'm going to stop <laughs> referencing you motherfuckers if this is what's going to keep happening to me. It's already early enough in the morning to have Candace out here searching for tweets that no longer exist. Um, I, on behalf of the rabbit fandom, I apologize. Do you have like a gist of what? Well, the... essentially it was pointing out the fact that when the Killing Eve Twitter account did their promo tweet for the season finale, they put in the kiss emoji. And the last time they did that was for episode three. And of course we got a kiss. And so the clowns were out there online saying, oh, it's got to mean we're getting another kiss. And I actually liked that, which is what I was trying to point out, a great fandom theory. But again, I don't know what happened to those stands. I don't know why they're gone in private, but it's probably best that I don't know why they're gone in private and we can move on. But yeah, that's another thing to say that, I mean, we already believed we were getting a second kiss. You can't take this clown makeup contour from us, period. But apparently it is also going around out there somewhere on the interwebs that this could be a possibility because of potentially Killing Eve trolling us like they've been doing this entire time. How Killing Eve is trolling the fans even still. And they posted, I saw it on Facebook, I'm not sure if it was on Twitter, but the first frame was the phrase, are you leading or am I? Which we were like, oh my God, it's gotta be Eve or Villanelle. And then that picture came out of Villanelle dipping Rianne and I was like, boy, right. we are in the right. ghetto. Right. Ba -da 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 -da. Right. Ba -da 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 
She's back. She's dipping Mary Poppins with the bangs and the hot waters, and I'm still not over it. And so first square has that, are you leading or am I? Second square has a photo of Villanelle talking to Carolyn in that Royal Albert Hall situation. The second photo is Villanelle at the train station with Rianne looking at her like, Bitch, please. And the third one is Villanelle at the ballroom with Eve sitting at the table. And so they're trolling. They're like, who? Who? Who's leading? And I'm like, killing Eve, if you know what's good for you. (laughs) One of these two hosts is leading because with all this discontent and unrest at the end of the series, we need the hugest, the biggest, the most sapphic villain Eve scene we have ever gotten. And so I'm oscillating back. I mean, I'll go on to the muses, but I'm oscillating back to say, okay, maybe Eve and Villanelle get to see each other within the first 10 to 15 minutes. Because I believe I said last week that the last 20 have to be all them. Otherwise, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, it would be, it would be so nice. It would be. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Who's leading? And then I only see two outfits on Villanelle in these photos. Well, so depending on how much time passes by, but we know time's a construct, so we'll just we'll just time is a construct <laughs> of whatever they choose on Killing Eve. Right. So I'll just I'll just lay down and then just uh, <laughs> I'll I'll lay my trust into the hands of of all the writers, Suzanne, of Laura. You you've got this, and I can't wait to see what you unfurl for the masses come Sunday or Monday, depending on where you're you hail. Oh, so are we ready to go to the clips? We are. We are. Okay, so the first clip we'll start out with is what is labeled as the opening minutes of season three, episode eight. And that is a scene featuring Villanelle and Carolyn. And (laughs) I am just going to express once again my dismay with these things leaking out. I don't see why it's necessary. I'm actually not sure how many media companies do this with the whole early two minutes and stuff, but maybe I'm not as tapped into other stuff, but I just can't see it being a long-term thing that makes sense. Right. Because how do you spoil that the opening scene is Carolyn and Villanelle? Quite frankly, guys, we wouldn't be playing this if we weren't already spoiled on the timeline with this fucking thing from Killing Eve directly and many, many, many stands. Okay, so let us hit it. Title says Royal Albert Hall, London. A little overdramatic, don't you think? I got the tickets youngs ago. When you asked to meet, I thought, why not kill two birds with one stone? Who's this performance happening right now? What do you want, Villanelle? I want to know what the canteen's like. Here. This nerd. What is she doing? I think it's clear that Carol's got the biggest BDE in the room right now. Sometimes they branch out into Cannelloni. What do you want? I want to accept your job offer. I think it's not working out with Elaine. Elaine? Oh. How the fuck does... Uh Elaine loves me. Wow. Actually, a bit much, you know? So I had not watched this until just right now, so... (laughs) I'm like, what? She's very happy with me. They all are. Bitch, that's a lie. And I feel like Carolyn can tell. I'm looking for a new challenge. You want wow. to kill for us now? No. I'm confused. Bitch, what? What would you do for us? What would you do? Spy? I could do all sorts Build chips? Spy stuff. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. She's out here trying to become alias. But Jennifer Garner was still killing people on the alias. She was. She didn't want to. Because she was so sweet, but she still got the job done as a spy. So, wow. 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 We didn't even think we were going to watch this up until, like, today. We were like, well, there's a day in between. We can watch it. And we've been spoiled about certain elements of it. So, what I you like go first. I'm still is thinking. that one of my muses. I didn't even get there yet. But one of my muses just came halfway true. This was one of my muses, right. too. <laughs> and it is now halfway true because I was like, it can either go A or B. And it looks like it's A. Looks like I'll be modifying that muse in real time when we hit the musing section because right. holy oh, shit. There's a lot going on. I feel I like, like Carolyn's face in this frozen like, image right here. Right. So I'm wondering. What? If Carolyn what? can only see the Wait a minute. Sorry. I'm screaming because it's settling in that the opening minutes is this. Right. The it, opening minutes is, you know what? Fuck continuity. A time jump. Again. Uh-huh. So who knows how many days this is? So what's Dasha been doing? You know what? Sorry, sorry. Get to your muses. I'm I mean, I'm I'm swirling. 
because I did not know this stuff Dasha's was here. Dasha's been healing. Constance's been recovering. I mean, Paul's pissed. <laughs> I reject all of your notions, sir. Arena is queen of the I would like to ward. take that. Well, okay, yeah, I will. Queen of the ward, yes. Well, you know, I'll say she's at least a deputy because I feel like whoever she befriended who gave her the shank is the real queen. And I she's like, hold bet. my pocket. No. <laughs> I, right. That's a but jail reference. But I also bet that if she's um, got uh, influence on where they... Um, offer regulatory like medicines for any of the um, overactive kids. She's making sure that people aren't zombified. Wait, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Arena. What? That's a Palastri muse, and I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it there. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Back to your muse on Carolyn. Oh, we are not musing on Arena at this time, sir. Um, Carolyn was looking at her like um like she could only respect the beautiful chaos of her killing prowess. Like, yeah, you're a killing machine. Like, that's what you do. And that's what drew everyone to you because that's your gift. You're gifted. That is your thing. And you're you're good at, you know, being undetectable. Like, that you're, that's, your, that's your niche. So you saying that you want to be useful to me or to my organization without doing the thing that you do best is like, what do you, well, why are we, why is this conversation a thing? Which kind of makes me a little a little happy and sad only because it's 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 the villain flail that we're getting in the beginning of the episode and it's like okay well there's a bit of a flail happening well if you are not impressing even carolyn at this point with whoa the- i actually gotta check you there even carolyn please in my mind carolyn is harder to impress than lady in red are you fucking kidding me as far as my muse is concerned until they tell me wrong carolyn has connections to the 12 that she doesn't want to discuss because she's the type of bitch like she's already said she's about information she's about intel and people who do that are usually switzerland and this is getting into one of my muses but Carolyn has been Switzerland for several years. And I think this is going to be the first time we see her jump out. So, no, I disagree. I don't think Carolyn has time for Villanelle. And Carolyn wasn't interested in Villanelle. Every time Eve brought up Villanelle, she was like, really, bitch? Really, bitch? Why is it always about Villanelle? Can we just deal with something else? So Carolyn is like, you're on borrowed time. Like, don't waste it. I have five. I would like to get back down to see my thing. What do you want? And here's Villanelle. Oh, sheepish. I want a job. And that I think that's partly because of Carolyn's big dick energy. Because Carolyn entered that room completely opposite from the lady in red. The lady in red came in there playing a game. I need you. Oh, Villanelle, you're an agent of chaos, you beautiful monster. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Carolyn is not there pretending that she needs Villanelle for a goddamn thing. So she's like, well, what do you want? Villanelle's like, well, <laughs> jokes, jokes. And she's like, bitch, I don't got time for jokes. She's like, okay, so I want a job. And she's like, but why? So you want to kill for me? Is that, is that what you want to do? And she's like, well, not kill. She's like, well, bitch, why, why am I here? Because if you're not offering your killing services, what, what other skills do you have? Carolyn is not Eve. Eve is like, she's exceptionally bright. She knows lots of languages. She's extraordinary. And she might have some psychopathic tendencies, maybe on the spectrum. But really, really, these other attributes of her villanelle. Eve is literally the only one on the show that sees Villanelle's potential outside of a killer. So she is ridiculous meeting with Carolyn fucking Martins and not offering her killing skills. That's the only reason that she got to hang out with Eve in person last season was because she was bringing her misandry skills to the motherfucking table and Eve is still in training. So I don't know. I enjoyed this though because like I said, well, if I have to see Villanelle essentially play, I don't want to say subservient, but the only thing that's coming to my mind is beta. Secondary aggressive energy to Carolyn. To a woman, I would prefer Carolyn. When it happens with the lady in red and Rianne, I just get pissed off. Because I'm like, we're here with three series and this is where we are. But with Carolyn Martins, I expect it. That's a bad bitch. And to me, she's still the baddest bitch in the show. And the way she was posted up, she was chilling, she was fine. And she was like, look, I feel like you're wasting my time and I'm already annoyed. And Villanelle was nervous. She was sheepish. She was. She was unsure of herself. And I'm sure Carolyn's looking at all this like, mm, hmm. And actually, I mean, we're not the muses, but I think, I think Carolyn's going to tell her no. <laughs> I, I feel like they're showing us this scene because it's not going to go the way people expect. People are going to expect for her to be like, well, welcome to MI6, dearie. I feel like Carolyn's going to be a bitch and be like, well, um, give me my information. Like, who killed Mo? Who did that? And realistically, Villanelle should not have an answer, right? Because if this is the beginning of the episode, there's no reason for Villanelle to know then that Mo was taken out by Rianne. Right. She only knows Rianne exists for like the past two, three days, whatever it is. So I feel like Carolyn could end that shit and be like, how about this? When you actually have something I need, like who killed my agent, who killed my son, we can talk about employment with your other, um, what was that, Is it skills? No. <laughs> I just can see Carolyn being a dick. And I kind of want her to be a dick to Villanelle because now she, she 
is in a situation where she needs help. Constantine is out the paint for now, as far as she knows. He's not well. And even so, people gunning for Constantine, which means if she stays hooked up with Constantine, they're gunning for her too. And so with Eve waving at the thing, I'm wondering if she's like, okay, let me try to do the employee thing again. Because I was really petulant last time. I didn't do any of my homework. Eve was often frustrated with me. Right. But since I'm not really feeling like killing right now for people, maybe it could work out. And Carolyn's on another page like, what? I barely got time for my one chaotic gay. And you want me to babysit two? No. No, no, no. Villanelle. And also Villanelle has not proven that intelligence to Carolyn. Eve has. What is it she says in the first series? Like, Could you tell me why my, my board is No, so no, no. Um, when she's giving Eve her explanation for why she's hiring her. You're intuitive and you make insane suggestions. Something like that, she says. She That's what I mean. She's not been to Villanelle. You're intuitive and you make great leaps. No! She's like, you kill real good? You do? If you're not killing for me, girl. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, We're about to enter the second act of this <laughs> performance, and I would like to get back to it. So that's my early prediction that isn't in the muses, but it's here, is that I think Carolyn is going to leave Villanelle on red and tell her no, unless she comes back with information, which would then make sense that Villanelle's with Rianne, because I can't make sense of it. If this is the first opening scene, why is Villanelle with Rianne? You hit Dasha over the head. You did not execute the kill. How are you alive and hanging out with Rianne? How, how does the lady in red allow this? Why is she allowing it? What is the bigger goal? If the lady in red does not show up in some room with Carolyn and like Dasha and like Paul at the end, I just don't understand why Villanelle is alive, let alone free to jaunt and shop and do what she's doing when she's completely not had any W's at all. Yeah, this has been a, a dry letter half for Villanelle. Truly has. All right, let us play this oh, the next this. clip. Yes. All right, so this next scene, it's a Villanelle scene, but it's her with... Um, the other Killer Mary Poppins with the bangs, as we like to call her. That's Rianne. So let's see um, what their, maybe a jaunt off will look what? like. Please. I don't know what this is. Jaunt off. It's definitely not that. I don't know what this is, but it's not that. Talk me through your outfit. See? I like to be comfortable. This bitch oh, wait, why? maybe she doesn't have high waters on today. What do you mean, why? As comfortable as what you make people with a terminal illness. I was trained to wear clothes that allow a full range of movement. So weird. Good for you, man. <laughs> She's like, I'm a serious assassin. I was to look devastating. Ooh, what was that? Obvious. Isn't that uh, funny? Two ruthless killers and somebody says jump. Just, just jump. Overrated. Sheep are happier than wolves. <laughs> um, I can't. Oh, you spend your time observing sheep. It was an expression. She you is know, so you dumb of I take my job seriously. Mm. But if I tickled you, would you laugh then? Don't tickle me. I think you might get stabbed. Really. That's a guess. What's, what's... Uh, she doesn't give about consent with Rianne. She obviously doesn't give a shit about consent with Rianne, but um, I I don't know what to make of what I just saw. That I was, was going to let you speak first because I, I mean, was still trying to figure out what I just saw. about that exchange. Yeah, you, you go. You go. They're, uh, they could be on their way to do a job. Maybe the job is at the ballroom. Maybe they got to murk somebody over there, and that explains why they are there. And Villanelle potentially keeps pestering Rianne, including asking her to dance when the bitch definitely doesn't want to dance. And then Eve shows up and then shenanigans happen. But yeah, um, continue with your thoughts on the scene. It's weird because the dynamic is, well, there is no follow versus lead with these two. It's more like they have their, their thing that they're supposed to do. They have their marks that they're supposed to be set in, which is how uh, Mary Poppins with the bangs is treating it versus Villanelle where she's trying to make Small talk because she's not really the type to just be quiet and just take something. Um, it, if they are both on the job together, then this would be the third. This would be the third time that Villanelle will be forced to play with others for. But a again, job. I cannot be upset at it because I'm literally grasping for straws at how the 12 could still be an intimidating and relevant agency because they've contradicted so many other things that they've said or set up that I just, <laughs> I'm spinning, I'm spinning. I'm 
a Tasmanian devil with my confusion. Well, I mean, it just doesn't look good for someone who's trying to get out, I'll say. So maybe the reason why we got But that's what I mean. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, when she had the situation with Frank and Nadia, she was still doing what she thought in her mind was excelling. She went to that meeting. And at the time, we were watching Series 1. We were like, what does the hair mean? What does it all mean? We didn't know then what it could mean. And as far as we could perceive, she still looked entirely under control. And if we compare Villanelle in the Molly Goddard dress in her meeting to Villanelle all Series 3, she is completely destabilized and not. And yet they still took her off the job. And she was like, Constantine, I can fucking do the thing. Watch me pick your pocket and do it anyway. So I just, I... It makes sense for her to have training wheels, i.e. someone with her on the kill. But I just don't understand when she's not a new assassin, when she's cost them so much money and problems, when they've demonstrated evidently she's not that unique because they've decided to involve other people that make Villanelle seem less unique. So I just don't, I don't know what the end game is. If Carolyn is not on the 12, what is the point of keeping Villanelle around when it seems like if we were to go from 12 from series one and 12 from series two, they would murk her because that's what you do when someone is not in line and you have however many other people waiting there to be your mains. And then you mark that when they're not listening. So I'm lost in the sauce. Like, I understand why Rihanna's there. I just don't understand why Villanelle's alive. I don't understand why the lady in red is giving her a chance unless there's some other master manipulation that they're like, it's really important that Villanelle stay involved. And so we'll do whatever it takes to not get her run away. But even then, I still can't quite exactly see the angle. Well, I mean, then they're doing a good job of giving us these fragmented pieces and usually we can piece together what an episode is going to give us but since this isn't a mid-season episode and it's the finale there's a lot of things that we just would like to see wrapped up right we, so we can't predict because from, we don't know what's right. going to be wrapping up right and there's still so many unanswered things with relation to eve and she's the whole other side of villain eve that we're still sort of waiting for exposition that we hope appears in the finale to be like oh there it Ooh. is we got it i mean it's a good thing I wasn't holding my breath, but I will say uh, that a lot of what we are seeing with Villanelle, it looks like some going through the motion stuff, which is sad for her because, I mean, it's that does look like somebody who's on her way out of an organization. That looks like someone who is stuck in an organization. Mm. So, I mean, best of luck and hopefully, I don't know, you find a way to Hail Mary yourself out of that, but... What I will prep now is... Uh, oh, so we have a new clip, right? You got a phone alert? Was yeah, it? this just in. Uh, this yeah. just in, a scene with Eve Palastri. Thank God. I, that's the Holy Trinity right now. We got a Villanelle scene. Well, technically two, because she shares one with Carolyn. And now we have Eve. Perfect. All right, let's see what she's getting herself into. Uh, 100 on Bruce. She really out here betting. This got to be where Constantine did the thing. Well, Girl, you got money. Eight to fifty on Bruce. Oh, yeah! All she has is fifty left from the I, from I, the I, bitter I pill, petty cash. Am I? I'm sorry. I need to go back. I think she's trying to bribe. She's not betting. I think she's trying to bribe. Taking the piece. I I, I don't know. Uh, am I? <laughs> Comedian, are ya? Oh, she said this window is closed. Sharon, uh, Sharon, listen. I think we got off on the wrong. Oh. I found this on the floor and, well, do you want it? Eve? You've not tried to bribe someone before, have you? Before, have you? Did you see that? Lady just tried to bribe me. Will you just take it, please? What is this, Bruce? A horse? A dog? A boxer? Who is Bruce Fletcher? The owner. Lives upstairs. Can I just speak to him, please? <laughs> we are totally silent during this clip. Like, there are no words coming out Fletch. of you. Someone here to see you. A woman called... Villanelle. Carolyn. Shark. Lula. <laughs> shark. Nice. See, I was half right that she was going to be Shark. shark. <laughs> Tallulah, Tallulah. Oh, you know what, okay. Eve? Thank, thank you, Eve, for just being so Eve. Just thank you. So I guess she was trying to get some information on Bruce. It looked like she was trying to put some money down, but then she was trying to bribe, and the counter employee was just like, "Wow, wow, wow." Like, what do you need? Wow. Oh, you want to know who? What she was like? What is this, Bruce? Is it a dog? Is it a horse? And I'm gonna be so mad if she's at. 
that place that we keep doing the corrections about. That's literally why I said it's the betting thing. That it makes the most amount of sense. It's clearly a betting place. Constantine, as far as I can tell, had a betting slip of some kind, as I said in the recap. And she is there trying to track something down. And so it's either someone who is supposed to be marked or someone who is involved with the money stuff. And she's Eve, so she's going to do it. She's like a dog with a bone. She won't stop until she gets what she wants. And despite her horrible, horrible attempt at bribery and the fact that she was both exposed and laughed at by the employees in the place, it looks like she's gotten close to something. And perhaps this is what leads her to Villanelle. When she's running in the street, she's putting together the clues. And whatever clues she's putting together potentially lead to whatever her and Rianne are tasked to do. Well, here's hoping that Eve, uh, you know, is able to put two and two together with the help of this owner. Maybe that will help jog her. Or will she be interrupted where she is with a phone call from like a Jamie saying, um... Oh, no, it's Villanelle who calls, right? I feel like that's what we saw in the preview. We know that Villanelle speaks to Eve and says, I'm at your job. Maybe she calls her. Maybe she's shouting it somewhere. I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But I just know that anytime you fantasize about some arbitrary clip, I'm like, yeah, but that's just another arbitrary scene that doesn't get me any closer to my answers. So while it could be cute, is it? Is it? I don't know. Because if it's not giving me answers, it's just there. And I just feel like every scene has to be deliberately designed to get us closer to the goal. Otherwise, what? Again, may I ask, what are we doing? What are we doing with the plot? What is happening with the plot? Surely we must understand enough to know where they're going in season four. And that's the whole thing is that I just really hope the thing isn't to leave us on a cliffhanger with Eve because literally that was last series. So I just need exposition and none of these damn clips give me exposition with anyone that matters. It's not an Eve clip with Carolyn. Right. It's not an Eve clip of Villanelle. And frankly, I wouldn't want those goddamn clips. I'm just saying. Villanelle's having more exposition that reveals more about her motivations and wants. Carolyn is having more exposition. And Eve is talking to a clerk about Bruce. <laughs> I'm, it's early. I'm getting feral. I'm getting frustrated. I'm just going gonna, gonna to leave it there. I'm going to let you close out uh, the last remarks on this clip. It's just a rather interesting story to give us the location they are giving us this Bruce like now there's another player which means that there's another thespian who has menaced that they must that they must they insist on uh being able to uh utilize uh to their uh, you know to their acting credit to hopefully give us some plot to drive this finale forward so i mean when it comes to me having to deal with new people if it's not a woman it's already an upsell so let's see what everybody's got to offer show me what you got every single thespian that is on the screen for this finale yes show me do everything do all of the things with all of the range please and thank you in advance since you guys already technically did it Right, so that wraps up the clips. Yes, it does. We are officially done with the clips. I was going to put our jaunt songs here, but I'll put it into musings because I'm feeling a little curt. I'm feeling a little tight given the most recent conversation we just had about Eve. So I just need to get back into my villainy feels mm. before I debut my song. All right, and for this last revelation, we are going to take a look at the previews because we totes did not give in the ridiculous hour. We were still in the studio for the recap last week. So, of course, we've got two trailers, per usual. The official one, Dropped by Killing Eve, and the Australian one that makes its way to the interwebs literally right after, if not before, the episode's done. All right, so first, the American one. I was trying to look devastating. Obviously. You had a massive heart attack. I know. I was there for it. (laughs) I'm not a very nice lady. No, definitely not, Eve. Barbarians. You, dear Jerry, I think it's time you left. Well, this is something, though. Mm-hmm. I know something's going on. Why are you dipping, Rianne? Why? 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 All right, so before we discuss this preview, let us play also the Australian one. It's dangerous to discharge yourself. It's the most dangerous thing. I found this on the floor, and do you want it? I've not tried to bribe someone before of y'all. What if I tickle you? Don't tickle me. And ask for your forgiveness and acceptance. What am I supposed to do? Applaud or... We thought it better to show you this face-to-face. I see. I'm not a very nice lady. Jamie's not in that Eve, shot. I'm at your work. Everyone here is really strange. She does with all the penises. Up. 
Yeah. So, yeah, there seems to be a lot going on. Not all of it is easily understood. What I find interesting is that I like Villanelle in a suit. I always really enjoy Villanelle in a suit. I don't know that I would describe her current getup as devastating, however, which grieves me because I wanted her to be able to sell that line a little bit more to Rianne, who's rolling her eyes from left to right. But I don't know. Um, you may think differently, but I just, it's not my favorite Villanelle outfit. So I'm like, devastating. That feels like Molly Goddard. <laughs> that feels like that ridiculous green thing she was wearing in the previous episode. Maybe the Bill Blazer. But suppose maybe they're just trying to be evocative of the Bill Blazer and that type of pattern. And so they're just like aligning them together. And just me alone with my aesthetics is like, I don't really like it's it as not much. the same. Right. Well, who knows? Who can truly say? Well, the costume well, we, we are to could. We are to say in this muse, sir. That's that's why we are musing. Uh, devastating as a term that she used, I guess, was to be the contrast to that sporty, loose clothing getup that uh, Rianne said that she was trained and designed to care for. To be like, well, that's not me. That's not. I my wouldn't zhuzh. call it sporty. I would call it maybe more tactical military because sports people are also fashion oriented a lot of the times in what they do. And that doesn't seem to be any of Rianne's concerns. So I would put along the lines of military or just like that, because the military life is like the same outfit over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you're cool with that. You're good with that because you're like, I need to move. I need to rotate. I need to do stuff. And so Rianne was giving practical reasons for her khakis, her black khakis. But Villanelle, like I said, if she was actually doing well in life, maybe somebody would listen to her and take her seriously. But I just feel like Rianne has no time for Villanelle. And it, it makes me sad. Well, yeah. Villanelle's not somebody that she has to answer to. And she's not trained to listen to anybody. She's probably used to working... We don't know because we haven't got scenes of her doing anything on screen. But if I were to imagine her climb, she's been on assignment more than likely alone to do a thing. And then she's just successful because she is by the book versus, you know, the the improviser like how we had with uh, the one no longer with us. Uh, with This boy. Felix? Yes, Felix. But we don't know if Felix would be by the book. He wasn't allowed to mature as a killer, the way Villanelle was under Dasha and Constantine. And so that's another one of the hypocrisy nonsenses that we've seen is that she marked poor Felix for doing the job, but just not the way it should have happened when Villanelle is out here taking whole L's and she's alive. So, you know, Felix was apparently okay to kill. Dasha was like, he's whack. Villanelle was like, he's whack. But again, I'm just like, if the 12 is responsible for recruiting people, someone spent their time recruiting Felix. They're not pissed off. It's weird. It's weird. It also hasn't been brought up. So, I mean, it was brought up in that following conversation with her and Dasha where she's like, it's not my fault, you know, that he was a whack killer. She's like, yeah, I keep telling him to get better recruits, but don't listen to me. So that was the extent of them talking about Felix, whether or not someone higher up cares about it, who actually recruited Felix. We have no idea. But yes, lots of... Well, I don't want to use the term uh, manic panic, but just lots of things moving in lots of directions in both previews. Of course, the American preview is a little more hodgepodge and the Australia one is a little oh, more. I don't know. I disagree. This week, I there's they're both hodgepodge. Like you cannot derive a true storyline in terms of when things are happening. It's just sort of like, here are these scenes where these things are happening. And I'm like, for the first time, equity. With Australia, we just get different lines, which is always sort of the thing where you can like, okay, let me just piece these two things between the trailers together. Carolyn and Geraldine are definitely having another talk. It's probably not going to go well for Geraldine. Constantine appears well enough to check himself out, whereas Dasha is not. I hope that means she has permanent damage to something about her. Maybe that crack we heard wasn't just her ribs. It was her spine. And if that's the case, well, she might not be able to walk right now, which would be fantastic. But that also means that she can't go back to Russia right away, which she was down to do. Yeah, depending and on how damaged you are, you, you will not be. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Constantine is in the preview with his jacket on. And Dasha's like, you know, you shouldn't check yourself out, knowing that she would do the same thing if she could check herself out. Right. So I'm going to take that to mean that Eve has done substantial damage, and I love it. We also see that clip of Eve running down the street love lane as we learned thanks to the fandom clips of her bribing the girl who's like get with it a shot of villanelle at the royal albert theater a shot of carolyn watching something that bear and dread felt she needed to see and all it does is stoke my jamie is a plant 
ideas because he's not in the shot. Why isn't he in the shot? Why isn't he there? Why isn't he observing whatever Callan's observing? What is it? Is it CCTV? What did they find? Something. I'm going to say right now that we discover Kenny's murderer potentially in this scene. Or something else similar to that. But I have to assume it's something to do with Kenny and someone who was fucking with Kenny and they found a video of something or whatever and they're now showing it to Carolyn. Ooh, I mean, that's egg on Carolyn's face because she's Mrs. Um, MI6 and they're, you know, all the grief and drama she gave Jamie's establishment. So for them to come across and tell that she didn't have Unless she's feigning this ex- this intrigue, like well, she doesn't look to be feigning to me. But also, I don't know how they could feign intel when they have Kenny Kenny shit. Carolyn doesn't. <laughs> they have Kenny's phone and the stuff, and so maybe it took a while to unhack something. We know that Sally Woodard General gave a clue that we have not seen the last of Sean Delaney. So it looks like the last of Sean Delaney is in this last episode, and it is on whatever they're showing him. So it's either a CCTV of something happening to him, but I don't feel like that goes with the one shot I saw those months ago. So I feel like it's maybe something else. Maybe he secretly recorded something. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know, when they finally got to it. But they were like, hey, Carolyn, you need to see this right away, straight away. It's information. So I don't know exactly what it is, but I think whatever it is will imply who his murderer is to Carolyn. And then, of course, our girls at the end of the preview meeting up at this ballroom situation, which given the other scenes we see with them, I really feel like it's happening in the first 20 minutes versus the last 20. And the gold outfit is happening in the last 20. And... Eve is seeing Villanelle with her hair down for the very first time. And uh, I'm pretty calm right now, but we listened to those preseason snacks where I was yelling and screaming (laughs) about when Eve would see Villanelle with her hair down. And it looks like we are indeed getting it in the finale. I just like that it was a calm high and not like I'm coming to rescue you with a paper knife high. So... I mean, it looks like they will be able to exchange some words without trying to rip each other's hair out for once. Or I would argue that Eve was not intending to rip Villanelle's hair out when she came. I would also argue that Eve still intends to, quote unquote, save Villanelle, hearkening back to Carolyn's ideas of a messiah complex. Save her from what? Uh, that's, well, that's that's up for debate. But I don't think that that is the energy. The only reason it was like that with Aaron is because Aaron was in a room. And, might I add, Villanelle was playing games. She played games 90% of the time she was in the room with Eve, but she was surprised. Or maybe she wasn't. But she was like, Eve, do you believe I would kill you? She's like, yes, girl. Yes. Since I came in here, you've been wilding. I mean, the bug sex was, I, that's why I came rushing in here. The bug sex, <laughs> but now I'm in here. And you're like, oh, hey, Eve. Oh, oh, did you hear that, Eve? He's going to give me everything I want. Eve, did you hear that? She was being too cheeky. That's not the time. Read the room. So I'm hoping that one of the things that Villanelle has evolved on and learned from is herself. And her L's to be like, read the room, bitch. Go in there with a slightly tweaked energy when coming to Eve because Eve is a tomcat. She's, she's, <laughs> she's petulant. Oh, she's not yes. going to deal with it. Ooh, so, I mean, you can uh, take what you can from these two uh, trailers. It's a lot. And it's, it's a little, it's a little all over the place. But, you know, that just opens the ground for, you know, all of the music that could be done and what could potentially get wrapped up in this finale. Could be. Well, I think that wraps up all the clips. 